0: Welcome to the Employee Ownership Podcast with Bob Whalen, where Bob discusses anything and everything related to employee ownership. Bring it in, Bob. So it's really great to be here with you again, Bob, talking about employee ownership. And I know as an ESOP, there's a lot of chatter in our organization around compounding. So can you tell us what is compounding? How do you define it in layman's terms?
1: First of all, compound interest causes your wealth to grow and you earn interest on the money that you invest. And in the future, not only do you earn interest on that original investment, but you also earn interest on the interest that's been created before that. And so that's why it's referred to as compound.
0: Yeah. So can you give an example, like a simple example?
1: Yeah, a simple You know, like two-year example, you invest a thousand dollars and you get a five percent return on that investment. That's fifty dollars you got in the first year. So as you go into the second year, you're not only getting fifty dollars on the one thousand dollars you invested, you're also getting five percent on the fifty dollar interest that you accumulated in the first year, which is fifty-two dollars and fifty cents. So the total you accumulated over the first two years is a thousand. 102 dollars and 50 cents and that two dollars and 50 cent increase doesn't seem like a lot from year one to year two but as you get out into 10 20 25 30 years that amount grows dramatically and becomes a very big impact on the return you get overall
0: yeah that's exciting um in the past Uh, I've heard you relate compounding to other parts of life, not just in financial terms. Can you talk about that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the most interesting thing about compounding and why it's used in financial circles a lot is because it's very concrete. Mm -hmm. You know, you can Mm -hmm. see it on paper, you can put it on graphs, you can even, you know, you can see the impact that it has. But I think more importantly than that, are the benefits of compounding we get out of, you know, many aspects of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the first one that I think a lot of people, uh, you know, can see from from what they've seen in their life is take athletics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You start out with a six-year-old uh, child uh, playing baseball or softball, play t-ball. You know, they can barely catch the ball. They can barely throw the ball. They can barely hit the ball. Right. But over time, you watch the children grow and the skills build on themselves over time. Mm -hmm. And not only, you know, when they come back to it the next year, they have a base that they've already started with and they're compounding off of that and they continue to grow. Other aspects, you know, like that could be music. You know, if you play the violin, you just accumulate skills over time and those skills you combine to compound. And all of a sudden your squeaky, you know, child that's making a racket that you can hardly get through the (laughs) evening uh, is playing beautiful music, you know. And I think those are examples of compounding. One that I like, uh, you know, to think about a lot is if you think about the relationships you have in your life, you know, whether they be the relationship uh, with your spouse or friends that you've had for a very long time uh, or your children. The depth of those relationships grow over time, and that's because you know we're, we're we've invested so much in that relationship uh, that we can almost you know feel mm-hmm. you know what that person is going through. We can answer we can answer how they would answer right. because we've been around them so long. We know how they're going to respond. You don't get that out of a relationship that you've had for ten minutes. You know that's something that builds over time with a lot of effort, but it all compounds on itself. And so, you know, over time, eventually we can feel, you know, what that person is going through because we've spent so much and invested, you know, so much in that
0: relationship. Yeah. Yeah. How would you relate that to someone's career?
1: Well, I, I think there there's multiple aspects of the career, you know, there's there's the technical aspect of what any of us do. You know, take a, a plumber, or an hvac mechanic you know there's certain skills you know that they need to achieve to do the basic work Mm -hmm. and that's where they start in their career and they start by watching somebody else do it and then uh, you know they get their opportunity to try it with somebody helping them out you know and eventually you know they're ready to do that on their own and then they take on more complex skills there's more you know, the more complex task whether of, of any of the things, you know, that we do in our business, it takes time to accumulate that knowledge, you know, to do that. And I think it, it also applies to those of us that are in leadership. You know, we attain skills in leadership, you know, over time. We're in better position to understand what the people uh, that we're supervising need and want from us out of that relationship. We learn from our mistakes. We grow from them and hopefully do it differently, you know, in the future. And I know I'm a much better leader today than when I was leading people at 25 years old, which I was wholly unqualified, uh, to do, but you learn, you grow, and, uh, you know, I think you compound those experiences, uh, and we're still going to make mistakes. Our technicians are going to make mistakes that have done it for 25 years. Leaders are going to make mistakes in leading after they've done it for a very long time, but we make much fewer mistakes. We learn from those, we grow and are able to do it better. You know, so I think this, co- this concept of compounding our experiences or in the case of uh, of investments compounding the money, they they're really you know very similar concepts that we you know we don't always see the impact that it's having, but all of a sudden you wake up and you have a mountain of money, or you have you know a mountain of experiences that allow you to do whatever you're doing.
0: Better. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. So back to the money part. So how does compounding affect the wealth uh, we're building in the ESOP accounts of our employee owners?
1: Yeah. So first of all, in two ways, Uh, we benefit from uh, compounding in the growth of our stock. So the value of our stock, to the extent we add value to it, it's compounding what we already have. And additionally, we're contributing 12 percent of people's W-2 earnings every year to the ESOP. And so not only are we compounding, you know, what we originally got in year one, but we're also adding to that, so we're adding to that investment every year from twelve percent, and so those two things act in combination to each other to grow very rapidly. So if you look at our median employee that started in the ESOP back in two thousand and ten when we started that, they've already accumulated, you know, two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Uh, in their ESOP wow. account, or you know, the one of the fun examples because most of our people have come to us through acquisition. Well, IT Landis has now been a part of our ESOP for seven years; it'll be eight uh, here soon. And in the first seven years, their median employee has accumulated one hundred forty thousand. So you can see this happens very quickly. And the exciting thing is when you see this on paper is how much it accumulates at the end. Right. You know, so if you get out 20 years or 25 years, the amount of money that accumulates very rapidly, it, it's, you know, Warren Buffett calls it the, you know, eighth wonder of the world. And so, you know, I, it's really a, a concept that we're taking advantage of here to grow retirement income for our employees mm-hmm. is just know we have to consistently do it day in and day out, year in and year out, you know, over our careers. And when we get there, we'll have the resources we need for retirement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What I found interesting, uh, you shared with us not too long ago, that those 11-year employees actually have more money in their their ESOP retirement program than uh, most people have at the end of their career. So,
1: yeah. And that's, you know, that's actually the truth, which which is both really great, you know, for our employee owners that they're in that position already in 11 years. And it's also sad, you know, for all the uh, employees that spent a whole career working out there. And that $200,000, you know, is probably only going to provide about, you know, $10,000 in income a year. That's not nearly enough, you know, for what they need uh, for their retirement. And so it really is important. And I, you know, this message is in particular... You know, to our younger employees, I know you don't think this is all that important, you know, that we put so much focus on savings when you're so early in your career and you feel like that's so far off, but so much of the hard work can be done just by starting early that you get the benefit of compounding. Many of our employees, owners that start with us very early in their career and maybe only stay with us for 10 years, will have much of the resource they ever need to save if they just roll it over into an IRA and allow the S&P 500 returns you know, to create their wealth for them. So. You know, this is really important. I know I was 25 one time and I had, you know, other things that I thought would be much better to have resource to. But this is really important and will go a long way for all of our employees, no matter what stage they are. in their
0: Yeah. And it's never too late to start, even for, is, even if somebody comes uh, on with us in, in, they're 30 years old. Right, they still have a good 20, 25 years. It's
1: never too old. You know we have said, and we've said it multiple times, We've set an objective, if you work with us for 25 years, that we want to get every single employee that works for us to a million dollars within that 25-year period. So if you think about that, the you know the normal retirement now is 67 years old. So if you start with us by 42, you still have the 25 years to get there. But I think even if you're only going to spend the last six or eight or 10 years with us, We can accumulate significant income that will help to support what you've already done uh, earlier in your career.
0: Yeah, such good stuff. Well, I think really our time went so quickly uh, this time, but each month we give you a frequently asked question from the field. um, And this month's question is, how does the federal interest rate hike or a recession affect our ESOP accounts?
1: That's a great question. Honestly, I think we're in a period in our history where there's more uncertainty about the financial future of what's going on in our economy today than at a lot of times. It's probably not the most, but it's a significant time of uncertainty. And none of us you know, have the skills to really predict you know, what that means. What I can promise everybody is that all of our senior leadership teams across the country spend a lot of time thinking about what all the different contingencies are and really managing it. First of all, I think there's some really positive things that people shouldn't forget about. We're at high employment right now. Which means people have money to spend. There certainly is some challenge with some inflation and the cost of, of for example, gas going up over the, the last year, but they're, they're starting to moderate and, and get better. And, and so higher interest rates certainly could affect, you know, our ability to do as many acquisitions as we'd like to do in the future, or, you know, any number of things. But I think as a business, You know, all we can do is focus on the things we can control and do great work every day with the contracts we have. One really positive thing, we've never been in a better position than what we are with our backlog right now, the amount of work that we have already contracted to do in the future. So I think our future is very bright. And we just got to keep on, you know, focusing on controlling those things that we can control.
0: Mm -hmm. So you think that our ESOP value um, might be affected, but not as much as maybe other companies?
1: Certainly, I think it could be affected in the short term. um, But I think that will have very little impact on what we're really trying to do, which is create the wealth for our employees, You know, at retirement. And I will use this as an opportunity. This is a great example of the advice we give to those employees that are at a place in their career where they can diversify. They're away from our ESOP account. It's why our advice is always to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't know what the future holds. And you get an opportunity uh, later in your career diversify away from that investment into the general market. We advise all of our employees that are on track uh, to do that, and I would say this is you know an opportunity uh, for you to do that and really take advantage of diversify into a, uh, you know a more diversified portfolio of investments.
0: Perfect. Thank you. And we always end the podcast with a fun fact about employee ownership. And so what do you have for us this time, Bob?
1: Well, according to the National Center of Employee Ownership, which is an organization that supports uh, ESOPs, employees at ESOP companies have 2.5 times greater retirement accounts than the equivalent employees elsewhere. Uh, They also have on average 25% higher job growth, over 10 years over comparable, uh, non ESOP companies, you know, so I think it's, uh, you know, the culture in general that is created at ESOP companies is really positive, you know, for our employee owners.
0: Perfect. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. You've been listening to the employee ownership podcast with Bob Whalen, and HB Global Production. Thank you for joining us. See you next month.